Hey guys, well, we are super excited to announce that we're on CastBox now. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, and it does have all your favorite podcasts, okay? Okay, you can still listen to Dumb Gay Politics wherever you get your podcasts, but we just want you to try CastBox. We literally hate every single other podcast provider, as you guys know, and especially the main one, and you know which one we're talking about. And we're super excited that we're finally on CastBox because we think it's the best. So try it. Uh-huh, it's all shit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that because we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast a dumb gay political podcast Ooh, it's all shit it's all shit Ooh, it's all shit it's all shit i mean are we gonna die i don't know you're extreme i am extreme it's all shit Uh, uh, this shit is bananas b-a-n-a-n-a-s this shit is trumpanas t-r-u-m-p-a-n-a-n-a-s what? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we recap the week in politics like we are talking about the week in reality TV. And this is our very important Trump scandal evergreen special. Julie's doing stand-up on a gay cruise in Mexico for a week, so we are pre-recording this episode a few days early. Before we get all evergreen on that ass, we wanted to humbly remind and beg you guys to please sign up for our Patreon podcast. It's $1 for an extra one-hour podcast. No politics. Go to www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. Now, the fucking news changes minute to minute in the divided states of Trump America. So that makes doing an evergreen episode very, very hard. We've done Brexit. We've done conspiracy theories. We've spent two years exhausting the evergreen landscape. But now, the mythical, mysterious Mueller report is literally moments from finally fucking coming out, and the Trump-Russia connection will finally be revealed. Once and for all. Maybe. Probably. Hopefully. Well, whatever. They probably won't even let the public read it. We probably... It just... Yeah. You know they're not going to. It's going to be the new JFK grassy knoll bullshit fucking secret dossier. But either way, in honor of the Mueller investigation wrapping itself up, we here at Dumb Gay Politics are going to break down the biggest political scandal in American history. And like A.M. Joy said, that's not hyperbole. Even without seeing the Mueller report, or knowing what prosecutors in the Southern District of New York have found, or what the House and Senate investigations will find, it is a straight-up fucking fact that we have already witnessed the biggest political scandal in American history, otherwise known as Trumpgate. Wow. We get to live through so many things. Podcast has to do the biggest scandal in American political history. I mean, it's crazy. According to Axios, which we plagiarized this concept from, the only two scandals that come close to Trump-Russia are Watergate, 
which led to President Richard Nixon's resignation in 1974, and the teapot dome scandal of the early 20s in which oil barons bribed a corrupt aide to President Warren Harding for petroleum leases. God. <laughs> Robert Mueller has already delivered one of the biggest counterintelligence cases in U.S. history. So basically, the only two huge counterintelligence cases were like in the 90s when this guy named Aldrich Ames, who was a former CIA officer, convicted in 94 of being a KGB double agent. And then Julius and Ethel Rosenberg, you know about them, meow meow, who literally yeah, got yeah. executed in 1953 for spying on America for the Russians. And Jews, they're being Jews. Watergate yielded more charges than Mueller has so far. So, a total of 69 people were charged in Watergate. 48 people and 20 corporations pleaded guilty. Mueller, so far, has indicted 27 people. Seven have been convicted for pleading guilty. But the thing is that both Watergate and Teapot Dome were limited because a foreign power wasn't a central player. And a much narrower scope of potential offenses was under investigation. Yeah, that's why after preparing this episode, I can't even imagine what Mueller's office looks like. There is so many fucking, there's, well, we know we've already broken it down into six scandals, but there's so many details, so many people. It's like, I don't know how he's keeping it all straight. It's, it's, it's insane. So Trump gate, as we are calling it, can be divided up into six distinct scandals. And we are going to walk you guys through each one, starting with scandal number one, Trump's hookers. Number one is Trump's hookers. So, <laughs> Trump secretly paid hush money to two of his mistresses, literally, literally the night before he won the election. He paid them through his longtime personal attorney and fixer, Michael Cohen, who is now going to prison for carrying out the scheme on his behalf. In 2006, yeah. that must have been Trump's big year, his big, his big Viagra year. I don't know. But he, he fucked uh -huh. both of them. He fucked both of them in 2006. So it's Stormy Daniels and Kara McDougal. I mean, we know the guy has like, I mean, had sex with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of women, but these two are on the books because they were paid hush money by Michael Cohen. Right. And Karen McDougal thought she had a relationship with him. Yeah. So she would, so Stormy Daniels um, fucked him like at, at some, after some celebrity golf tournament which you know is an actual hooker scenario. You know what I mean? Like, right. She yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. And then, and then Karen McDougal was like his mistress for like eight months or something. Right. Yeah. Like she, she was seriously under the impression that they were like in a thing, like that they were having a relationship. So basically in 2015, Trump enlisted the help of his friend, David Pecker. That's his real name. That guy owns the national Enquirer. So Trump, Knowing that he's going to, in you know, 2015, he's like ramping up to like run for president. He tells David Pecker to buy the story from Karen McDougal for 150 grand 
And then once he owns the rights to the story, just kill it. Because that's what David Pecker did for Trump for a million times, right? Like, his whole thing is that he would buy stories and kill them. Yeah. And then in 2016, right before the election, Stormy Daniels surfaced. So Trump asked David Pecker to handle it, but he wouldn't for whatever reason. I don't really know why. Um, so Trump had, then he had Michael Cohen pay Stormy Daniels 130000 of his own money. And then Trump said he would just pay him back. Now, the thing with Trump is that he was involved in every step of the way, but that he, like, of the payoff, of directing the deals and the calls, of the meetings, he told Cohen what to do, but he is acting like he didn't know. Yes, so, he told reporters the whole time. Remember, he'd be standing on Air Force One, and he'd be like, uh, I don't know. I didn't. I don't know any. I don't even know. I don't know anything about that. Talk to Michael Cohen, my attorney. Talk to Michael Cohen. Like he would say he didn't know anything about it, but it's been proven time and again that he did. I mean, he ended up basically admitting it. Right. So I don't know why that's not. I, I, I mean, I, 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 what crime that is? I don't. I don't know. Well, but his his paying off mistresses isn't in and of itself like a, like a federal offense or like it can't be criminally prosecuted. What it is, is a campaign finance violation. And they've all had them. Obama had them. Hillary Clinton had them. Not to this extent, but it's basically just a fine. You get fined. But the thing is that makes it a scandal is that, number one, he fucked two hookers and he fucking paid them off. And Bill Clinton, you know, Bill Clinton got impeached. He, he he fucked Monica Lewinsky. He didn't get impeached for fucking Monica Lewinsky or for fucking getting with her in the Oval Office. He got impeached because he lied under oath about it. And so the House voted that he should be impeached based on obstruction, obstruction of justice and perjury. But then the Senate, of course, went ahead and said no. One branch of Congress impeached Clinton and then the other branch didn't. So, but th this is just a scandal because A, Michael Cohen's going to jail for lying to Congress yeah. and other things. But it's like the guy fucked two hookers and then lied about it and then got caught lying about it. So that's already just a scandal by itself. Just take us back to 1994 and instead of Bill Clinton, it's him. It's like we would be, our minds would, heads would explode. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hookers is a crime. We call them hookers, but there's no paper trail apparently of like Stormy Daniels isn't going to come forward and go, I was a sex worker and he paid me because then she'll get arrested. So everyone's act acting like it was free consensual sex. He just paid them off so they just wouldn't talk. It wasn't like it was that's how much it cost the fucker. It's no, no, no. This is this is so she won't talk. Oh, I guarantee he paid her after that celebrity golf tournament. She completely said he was disgusting. She didn't even want to have yeah, sex yeah. with him. And then they're like, but were, was it consensual? And she was like, yeah, but I mean, I didn't want to. And right. so that's, that's what a hooker would say. It's like, yeah, I don't want to yeah. have sex with this guy, but I have to. It's my job. I just started thinking about Donald Trump having sex and what that looks like. I mean, did you, do you visualize it in your mind? I imagine... A lot of um, heavy breathing 
and and then it's done. Yeah, absolutely. And didn't she kind of imply Stormy Daniels that he had a tiny dick? Yeah. I just think it's interesting that of all the people in the world, there are so many men that you're like, is he gay? But with Donald Trump, it's never crossed my mind once. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I can't, oh my God, I couldn't even fathom that of him being gay. But think about how much. That's how come you know if, if you ever think someone is that guy gay? He kind of seems gay. Then he probably is because when someone's not gay, they don't seem gay. Because <laughs> we would say anything about Donald Trump. Anything. That is true. But I'll tell you what he doesn't seem, and that is gay. He just doesn't. Now it's time for scandal number two, Trump firing FBI director James Comey. Trump fired then FBI director James Comey. Um, he then told NBC's Lester Holt that it was at least in part because of the Russia investigation. He literally said in the interview, the Russia thing with Trump and Russia is a made up story. Now, uh, now Lester Holt is someone who has a big dick. Or he has, ah. he has, he has a big bulge. If you watch um, his show on, on NBC at night, he always has these slacks on and he has a big bulge, bulge watch. So this is why other than Lester Holt's bulge, why it matters. And what makes it scandal two in the diary of a scandal. Okay, so in 1973, there was this thing called the Saturday Night Massacre. And it basically was when Nixon tried to stop Watergate, stop the investigation of Watergate by abolishing the whole office of the Watergate prosecutor, whose name was Archibald Cox. And he accepted the resignation of Attorney General Elliot Richardson. And he fired Deputy yeah. Attorney General William Ruckelshaus when they refused <laughs> to fire Archibald Cox. So it was like, in one night, like 9,000 people got fired, and it was everyone affiliated with Watergate. Right. And they're constantly going over... You always hear the news about the Saturday Night Massacre. And is it going to be like the Saturday Night Massacre? And it's like the Saturday Night Massacre. And because Trump, just like the Saturday Night Massacre, yeah. um, has fired every single person linking him with Russia. All yeah. the way from Michael Flynn, um, who's coming up in Scandal 4, to Attorney General Jeff Sessions, who lied to Congress about meeting with Russian diplomats during the Trump campaign. But the firing of James Comey in May 2017 was the start of the Trump Day <laughs> massacre. He systematically began to remove anyone linking him with Russia from there on out. I mean, and we know that's what he did. Every single person has been fired. Fired. And actually, like within the FBI, they were so fucking horrified that Trump fired Comey 
And it was so like just not done that they right. instantly knew that the guy's fucking with Russia. So the FBI immediately started this huge counterintelligence investigation of whether Trump himself was working on behalf of Russian interests because they could not believe that he fired James Comey. They couldn't believe it, the FBI. Right, and he was, I mean, for all of James Comey's problems, they did, they did respect James Comey, I thought. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. And it's not only that, it's that it's, it's this, it's this unapologetic, like, authoritarian attitude toward law enforcement that Trump has, where it's like, I need loyalty, I demand loyalty, and he thinks they work for him, and it basically, yes. like, merges the interests of the country, because they work for the country, they don't work for him, right. and so he makes his interests merge with like the interests of the country and it's like that's why they were like no bro like we're not your we're not your personal police department he sat down with um i can't remember if it was jeff sessions or even james comey and, and asked for loyalty are yeah. you gonna be loyal to me like yep. he's a literally like don corleone and it's not just it's like so they they thought he would be in inside the fbi they thought he would be um he was a national security threat and that the actual firing of James Comey was obstruction of justice. Because what they always talk about obstruction of justice. And I guess it just basically means like you're blocking justice from being served. So, of course, when you fire the person <laughs> who, who is in charge of the agency investigating Russia collusion, you're obstructing justice, bitch. He does nothing but obstruct. He is a walking obstructor of justice all day long lies every time when we go by the end of this episode you guys aren't going to fucking believe how much the guy has lied and blatantly gotten caught but yet never impeached for obstruction of justice never charged nothing it's yeah. like i don't understand why everyone's being a pussy everyone and then saying he doesn't mean it like that he's using um uh, you know uh what's the word rhetoric or whatever and it's just like oh this is what he meant blah 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 no 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 sarah sanders kellyanne conway everybody's sticking up for him and no one is doing anything i guess nancy pelosi is starting to like get it together yeah but now all of a sudden nancy pelosi's like no impeaching him is too much hassle and it's like right when the Mueller investigation is about to come out like maybe 2018, I mean 2020 is next year, but it's still next year. It's the end of next year. Like let's get him out. I mean that Mueller yeah. report needs to fucking, if nothing else, show that he obstructed justice. If Mueller's too scared to say he's in bed with the Russians because Mueller doesn't want to get killed, then fine. But he at least needs to say he obstructed justice and get him out of there. So basically with James Comey, it wasn't the firing itself, but what the firing represented in terms of attitude that makes it a scandal. First of all, it's a scandal because it's unheard of and unprecedented. Then it was the attitude that Trump demonstrated against Mueller and Rod Rosenstein, who was like the deputy attorney general. It was the attitude right. 
about Andrew McCabe. Andrew McCabe replaced James Comey, and then Trump fired him, and he didn't even get his pension. Yeah, back. Oh, I mean, that guy was so on, that, evil. That guy was on Bill Maher on Sunday, and I just feel so sorry for that dude. And then well, that towards Jeff Sessions recusing himself, the Attorney General Jeff Sessions recused himself, and it's like how hardcore Trump in on Jeff Sessions for two years before fired him. Oh, hardcore. Well, why why didn't you tell me you're gonna recuse myself? Made fun of him. Like, I mean, he should have told me before he took the job. Like, what? Why? Oh, right, because he's trying to protect you. That's why. Then he would like he like the constant, you know, like temptation of pardons. He's like always dangling pardons out there, like implying he's gonna pardon everyone and. Anyone that they, oh, oh. that won't gets, he's gonna pardon them. And he hasn't pardoned anyone yet. Nope. And now, I don't think he's gonna be able to. I and, I think he thought he was, but now I don't think he can. And they're all going to jail for just a few years here and there. And I'm like, fuck that. So basically, that's where scandal two took a hold was when he fired James Comey. But now it's time for scandal number three. Trump's shady-ass son-in-law, Jared Kushner, and his non-existent national security clearance. happened when Trump overruled the advice of his lawyers and intelligence experts and granted his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, a top-secret clearance. Now, this alarmed his White House chief of staff, John Kelly, that he recorded his opposition in a memo, though, of course, Trump and his family repeatedly denied that John Kelly had interfered. I mean, <laughs> uh. The White House lawyer at the time, his name is Don McGahn, he also wrote an internal memo outlining the concerns that everyone had raised about Jared Kushner. Most importantly, the fucking CIA did not want the guy to have national security clearance. And Don McGahn ultimately recommended that Jared Kushner not be given it. I mean, they said no. Everyone denied him. Yeah, like but everyone. Then Trump, <laughs> then Trump went ahead and gave him one anyway. Well, it's unprecedented. It's definitely, it's absolutely unprecedented that a, a president gives his son-in-law a national security clearance of the highest order when no one in the national security advisory wants that person to have a, a clearance. And it's not just a scandal because Jared Kushner never should have been given national security clearance and he's using it to make money and be shady. Trump, again, again, lied. He lied on the record with the New York Times and said that he had nothing to do with Kushner receiving top security clearance and that there were no memos or whatever. But he definitely lied and said, I didn't give him. I don't do that. That's not in my hands. But that is what he did. Did they find the memos? Yes, they have the memos. They, they know that. They also know on the record that personnel office who, who, get, who gives the security clearances denied him. 
that CIA and the FBI said they didn't want him to have one. John Kelly said he didn't want him to have one. Don McGahn wrote a memo and listed out, here's all the people. He, he's been denied by everyone. And Trump said, give him one anyway. I don't understand why it is that the president can override every single person. And, the, you know, CIA, yeah. FBI, security department, you know. So Jared Kushner now not only has top security clearance, he's the top advisor and liaison to the Middle East. Exactly. And it's not... It's not really known why, specifically why he got turned down for the security clearance, um, but they think it has to do with obviously his shitty father who went to jail and his 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 real estate. The the Kushner real estate like development holdings are huge, and they deal with foreign governments all the time. Like when they try and go get fucking refied. They don't just go down to Wells Fargo and be like, I need a refi. Can I get the 7% interest rate? No, they literally go to like China. Saudi Arabia. Him and his father and his whole company has been dealing with, with international and foreign governments for, for years. So they think that's why they didn't want to give him the clearance. Well, that makes perfect sense. The last thing you need is Jared Kushner going to China and lifting some sanction because the family needs a $500 million loan. And that's exactly what happened, except it didn't happen in China. It happened in the Middle East because Jared Kushner is Trump's, like you said, top advisor and aide to the Middle East. He's the liaison. And I just think it's funny that it's the Middle East because that's where all the money is. So he's met with the Saudi crown prince, MBS. That's his name, apparently. That's what everyone calls him, MBS. Who famously had that fucking journalist killed yep and then said it wasn't him which trump has done nothing about trump and jared kushner have done nothing about probably no. because and trump, with the guy well yeah and trump said he adamantly said it wasn't him i believe him i mean what do you want he said he didn't do it that's what he said Apparently, Jared and MBS are like the same age. And when they, they had their first meeting, they hit it off because they're two <laughs> rich asshole tools. And so Jared then convinced Trump to go to Saudi Arabia on his first foreign trip, which is like fucking insane. Never. Oh, yeah. 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 Like presidents always yeah, go that- to Mexico or Canada or whatever. They don't go to Saudi Arabia on their first trip. No, absolutely not. And, that, and that's the whole thing when he went to Saudi Arabia. People were like, what in the fuck is going on? And then he did that sword ritual. <laughs> and, and Saudi Arabia like is like not even friends with us, right? Not really. They're like frenemies right now. He, why did he just, he should have just blatantly just rolled right up to the bank. Because that's what he was doing. Oh, literally. So here's the tea on the Middle East with Jared Kushner. Okay. So basically his family bought a building, his company bought a building on Fifth Avenue like 10 years ago. And it's this huge sky rise and it was a gazillion dollars. And the address is 666 Fifth Avenue and that could be why. But the building never, no one ever wanted to rent in it. And it just was a shitty, terrible, awful investment. And the family could never get out from underwater because of this investment. So for like the last two years, 
the dad has been and Jared have been going around like trying to sell it. Not really Jared while he's been with Trump, but prior to getting in the administration, him and the dad were trying to get rid of this prop property or refi it or get a new loan or get no more investors because they were underwater. So right. the Jared Kushner's fucking dad literally met with the finance minister of Qatar, okay, which is in the Middle East. The finance minister, yes. that's the government of Qatar, okay, to try to get yeah. money for the building. And they wouldn't give it to him. They, and you know, you know, Jared Kushner's dad went in there and said, my son is in the Trump administration. That's why he met with the government. He didn't meet with oh, a person. You know? No, he was like, Jared's going to hook you up. Don't worry. It's going to be great. Right. Yeah. So then after the guy, the finance minister turned down the Kushner Corporation for the money, one month later, Jared Kushner and the White House supported this like conflict in the Gulf of Qatar, which was with the Saudis and the and the United Arab Emirates. They literally supported Saudi Arabia in a conflict in Qatar. <laughs> After that, they wouldn't give him the money. Then, lo and behold, here comes a firm which is based in Canada, but is entirely. It's like a hedge fund made up entirely of Qatari money. They come in, they come in and save the building. They paid, they leased the building and I'm putting quotes and paid 99 years of rent up front, like a few months before the Kushners were gonna have to pay $1.4 billion. Qatari money came in and saved the building. It's so clearly like pay for play. It's so clearly evident of pay for play. And the fucking, the, the dossier outlined all of this shit. Like the dossier knew that was the deal. Now it's time for scandal number four, Trump's national security advisor, who was in bed with Russia. Scandal number four. In a nutshell, it's that Michael Flynn, aka the witch, wicked witch of the DC, was the fucking national security advisor while being compromised by the Kremlin. The CIA and the FBI both knew he was dealing with Russia. He was fired from the White House and eventually pled guilty to lying to the FBI about the Russian contacts. Okay. He's the worst. He's the worst and has still not been charged. So here's the deal of how the Flynn shit went down. Before he left office, Obama ejected 35 Russians from America and laid down like a bunch of sanctions on Russia for interfering in the election, okay? Because they all knew. Everyone knew, everyone had seen the dossier. They knew during the debates that Russia was fucking with social media and fucking with fake protests and they were interfering in the election. Everyone knew, but except for us. So right before he left office in December and handed it over to the Trump administration, 
He threw out 35 Russians and he put all these sanctions on Russia. So during the transition, Michael Flynn talked, because Michael Flynn was part of the transition. He talked to the Russian government and asked them not to retaliate against the sanctions. And he said that the Trump administration would be, quote, good to them once they were in the White House. So it's like, he's like, don't do anything. Don't make this hard. We will hook you up when we get in there. Wow. Okay, so then the inauguration happens and Trump makes Flynn national security advisor. Okay, here's the deal. The national security advisor doesn't have to be approved by Congress. They can just get appointed by the president because of course he never would have fucking made it through a hearing. He's so dirty. No, he would have have, uh, perjured himself from beginning to end. Exactly. Like, he, I, I, there'd be no way that he could. Yeah. So basically, the Russia call about don't do anything, we'll be good to you, is made public. But Michael Flynn denies that he ever talked about the sanctions. He says, oh, yeah, yeah, I talked to the ambassador, but we never discussed sanctions. So then Vice President Mike Dick Fuck Pence goes on CBS in the morning and says again that Michael Flynn did not discuss sanctions with Russia. He's like, I talked to him, he didn't discuss sanctions, that call means nothing, it doesn't matter. But the thing is the FBI had fucking monitored the call because the FBI is all over Russia. They knew they were interfering in the elections, they knew they had the dossier, they all knew. So they were monitoring the Russian call and they had that shit on tape. So then, the FBI calls Michael Flynn in to an interview where they ask him about Russia interfering in the election. Um, Cause let's not forget how he went to the dinner with Putin and sat next to him and started the standing ovation during the right. election. Yes. And he's also the same guy who during the Republican national convention had everyone yelling, lock her up. Lock her up over emails. This motherfucker is so shady. So during the FBI interview, Michael Flynn once again tells the FBI that he didn't talk about sanctions in the call. And here comes the FBI with the fucking tape. And they're like, bitch, please. Okay. We have you on tape, ass fuck. What do you think we are? Who do you, what do you think this is? So they go and they're like, we have it on tape. So then Trump is forced to fire him. Not because of the call, not because of the sanctions, because he lied to Mike Pence. That was the that was the official word on the record was that Trump fired him because he lied to Mike Pence. So according to the dossier, which we've actually been reading, and it's a surprisingly easy read, I highly recommend everyone read it. It's fascinating, and you won't believe it, and it's incredible. In June, uh, June of 2016, Russians allegedly offered Trump associates a big payout from the commissions of its sale of 19% of state energy giant Rosneft. Rosneft is a Russian company. They would pay this out in return for lifting sanctions. That's the whole thing, lifting sanctions. So a month after the election, Russia sold 19.5% stake in Rosneft in a concealed deal, which was eventually revealed to be with, who do you think, everyone? Who do you think? That is right, Qatar. 
Cutter. So a cutter. I like to say Qatar. Cutter. A Qatari diplomat met with Michael Cohen and Michael fucking Flynn at Trump Tower immediately after the deal. And there is video footage of the meeting. So it's like the dossier comes out and basically a, a big part of the dossier is this company, Roseneft, and how it's like an energy company and how they're going to sell this huge stake and like to the tune of like $11 billion to like Trump and all his fucking cronies. And, and lo and behold, like right after the dossier puts 19%. They actually do sell 19%. They sell it to Cutter and then have a meeting with Michael Flynn, who they've been talking to, and Michael Cohen, who they've been dealing with. Like, it's, they're not sitting there discussing Stormy Daniels. I know that. This is the other crazy thing about Michael Flynn. I mean, the absolute most damning evidence is the Rosneft thing because that's the most shit in the dossier. But this is just what's weird right here. The American public, I think the general thing is you think, oh, Russia, that Trump is in trouble for colluding with Russia to win the election. That's like the thing. Don't you think that's the thing people think is the deal? According to these six scandals, which we're telling you guys about, that's not the only thing going down. It's really it's like pay for play. It's not just that he colluded with them to win. It's that now that he's won, whether that he colluded or not, he's endlessly non-stop trying to make money through foreign interests and national through our like national secrets and what we're going to do and however he puts himself positions himself in the world every single thing right. is done so that him and his fucking son-in-law and every all of his associates can make money so right as it pertains to the collusion of the the campaign and the election though so basically, Hillary Clinton's emails were stolen by this guy named Peter Smith. And he's this Republican, like, he's like the, a Republican Michael Cohen type dude. He goes out, he fixes shit, he steals stuff, he steals secrets for blackmail. He's like one of those shady operatives for the Republican Party. He, when he went to go negotiate the deal with the Russians to get the emails Russia hacked Hillary Clinton and the DNC and they had the emails. This guy, Peter Smith went to Russia to make a deal to get the emails. When he was in Russia, he said he was there as a representative for Michael Flynn. He worked with Michael Flynn the entire time during the campaign and even during the transition. And when it all started coming out that with these things with the emails, if they can prove that Trump knew about the hack of the emails, then that's collusion right there. That guy oh. fucking killed himself. Yeah. Uh. Right. <laughs> he gets found dead in his apartment and they're like, oh, he committed suicide out of nowhere. He literally did like an interview with some newspaper at his house and was completely fine. Oh, you're really, you're gonna, um, I got a schedule, I'm gonna have coffee, I'm gonna do this interview, I'm gonna make some calls and I'm gonna kill myself. I mean, you don't. You don't. And did they say what the cause of suicide was? Was it a shooting to the head or I, I didn't see a drown? I didn't investigate his death because it was enough for me to know that his suicide was out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. 
And it and that's Michael Flynn. That was Michael Flynn's contact. I wonder if Michael Flynn had him killed. Is either the Russians? Yeah. I mean, they all did because it was definitely the Russians. Now it's time for scandal number five. Trump Tower Moscow. happened during the presidential campaign when Trump confidants negotiated a deal with Russia for Trump Tower in Moscow. It would have been Trump's most lucrative deals ever. He was so excited about it. All of them were Don Jr. The whole family was in on the Trump Tower deal. He hid this, however, from the public and he continuously lied about it. Remember when he said, I have no deals in Russia, 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 when in fact, he had one of the biggest deals of his life in Russia. Um, he hid it from the public, and he, he was always lying about it. His former lawyer, Michael Cohen, is going to prison for making false statements to Congress about that deal. Okay, so in the very first press conference after he got elected, in the very first one, Trump literally said that he had no deals going in Russia. He wasn't even talking about collusion or the election or the fucking emails. He literally was talking about business deals and denied having any business deals in Russia when he was dealing with Trump Tower Moscow. And that deal right, did right. not fall through until August of 2017. And that press conference was in January 2017. So we're going to play you guys a clip from that press conference of how, of, let's hear the biggest liar who's ever lived talking about how he just has no business deals at all in Russia. That I have no dealings with Russia. I have no deals in Russia. I have no deals that could happen in Russia because we've stayed away. Uh, and I have no loans with Russia. As a real estate developer, I have very, very little debt. I have assets that are, and now people have found out how big the company is. I have very little debt, I have very low debt. But I have no loans with Russia at all. Uh, and I thought that was important to put out. I certify that. So I have no deals, I have no loans, and I have no dealings. We could make deals in Russia very easily if we wanted to. I just don't want to because I think that would be a conflict. So I have no loans, no dealings, and no current pending deals. Now, I have to say one other thing. Over the weekend, I was offered $2 billion to do a deal in Dubai with a very, very, very amazing man, a great, great developer from the Middle East, Hussein Demak, a friend of mine, great guy. And was offered $2 billion to do a deal in Dubai, number of deals. And I turned it down. I didn't have to turn it down, because as you know, I have a no-conflict situation because I'm president, which is, I didn't know about that until about three months ago, but it's a nice thing to have. But I don't want to take advantage of something. Uh, I have something that 
others don't have. Vice President Pence also has it. I don't think he'll need it. I have a feeling he's not going to need it. But I have a no conflict of interest provision as president. I have no dealings in Russia. I have no current business dealings in Russia. I have nothing going on with Russia. And he has a fucking enormous deal, the biggest deal of his life for Trump Tower Moscow in it happening right then at that moment happening that was the building too that he was going to offer putin a 40 million or 50 million something like that penthouse in trump tower and that was part of the whole thing with that deal was that putin was going to get like this luxury penthouse for free basically um so that they could build in moscow so here comes michael cohen again so that's trump's former lawyer and fixer we already talked about him going to jail for the fucking hookers and the payoffs to the hookers. So I just need everybody to know that Michael Cohen straight up is married to a Russian and her father is a huge businessman, like a real estate developer in fucking Moscow. Like, so they're probably cultivating Michael Cohen, too, as we know they cultivated Trump for years. They probably were cultivating Michael Cohen, too. And Trump, uh, it's whether it's a conspiracy theory or not, since he was doing business deals with Russia, the Russians for the last 20 years or 30 years, um, people are surmising that he even married Ivana for some sort of, like, Eastern European money-grabbing deal. Right, that was in the documentary we watched, Active Measures. You guys got to see it. I put it on last night just to, like, have it on and get enraged. But, um, yeah. so, so basically, Michael Cohen, because he's got direct connections with Russia and he has direct connections with Trump, he was a huge part in facilitating Trump Tower Moscow. And then there's this other guy named Felix Sater. So it's important. That guy, Felix Sater has yet to really come under too much like inspection, but he, people basically think he's a spy for sure. And he worked, he worked in Trump Tower um, in New York, like the floor right above Trump. And he's also, he's like in real estate in New York. He has direct ties to Russia, Felix Sater. So, he was constantly in contact with Michael Cohen about Trump Tower Moscow. He was one of the main people involved in the deal. He sent Michael Cohen emails saying that Putin could get Trump elected. This is before the election. And and the FBI, the CIA, at fucking Washington Post, everyone has seen the emails where Felix Sater literally says in November of 2015, that's one year before Trump even won, he says to Michael Cohen, Quote, our boy can become president of the USA and we can engineer it. I will get all of Putin's team to buy in on this. I will manage the process. Oh my God. They have the fucking emails. Like, where, why is, where, where, where do we think there was a collusion? I don't know. I don't understand what more you need. And I don't understand, especially with the emails, where you lock Hillary up for uh, using a personal server, and you won't look at these emails and go, um, you said, you said what you said. 
We can and read it. And it's all, all that stuff is all in the dossier. That's why the, I have a blog. Um, the guy's name is Sugarman. The blog is Sugarman, S-H-U-G-A-R-M-A-N, Sugarman. It, on that blog, he breaks all this shit down, but he has a link to the dossier, and he has highlighted the part of the dossier that matters. So if you just read the highlighted shit and your mind explodes. Like all of this shit was in the dossier. So then when it comes out, it's like, you know, the dossier is true. And it right. talks about the Everybody. sexual dictator. It talks about Michael Cohen. It talks about Michael Flynn. It talks about Paul Manafort. It's all there. And then it's all been proven true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you think that Mueller is just waiting for the final curtain of just like, and the PS, the resistance is and then it's gonna be like trump basically it has to be i hope so because if he doesn't then i'm gonna know Mueller is running scared from something but now it's time for scandal number six russia and the trump campaign one man has the strength of 100 bear he swims he's a pilsner beer when you caught him out fly a swarm of bees, President Vladimir. He hates gay like he's secretly gay. He don't give shits of Ukraine. He throw you in jail if girls sing in mass, and he definitely is not gay. Putin take off shirt to show auto back chest. Lay women like he lay oil pie. He takes shit and then pull up his pants Because Putin have no care for why Ride a horse, balance, pen, look bored Eat a bird, jump in ocean and then make baby cry Touch fire, go to doctor, doctor say Don't touch fire, but you're Putin So now doctor go to jail Set back clock on human rights Take Crimea and no say thank You had all your beats and have finished your tell Surprise! You've been glad a prank Putin bench press man who is doing curls Edward Snowden no fucks can give Fall asleep during UN debate Because for 200 years Putin live Speak to dog with his mind Go to sleep on his fall President the sixth and final scandal making up Trumpgate is Russia's connection to the Trump campaign. Russian officials had more than 100 contacts with Trump associates during the campaign and the transition. Russians were literally talking to his, uh, to his son, Don Jr., uh, you know, his closest advisor, his lawyer, his campaign manager. The Russians offered help in undermining Hillary Clinton. And no one from the Trump campaign alerted the FBI or any authorities. None. Not one. They never wanted to call up the FBI and go, hey, you know, there's like a Russian thing. And they're like trying to like, you know, subvert our election and our democracy. So you want to get in there? Nope. Nope. So like with, with the Russian contacts, there are more than 100 in-person meetings, phone calls, texts, emails, DMs. There's probably fucking DMs on Instagram. There's PMs on Twitter. Like, Russians jumping on Twitter talking to Don Jr. about we got some shit on Hillary Clinton. All the WikiLeaks shit was all through Twitter. 
So a few key examples. I mean, the, the, the context during the Trump campaign, we could do 10 episodes on it. It's like they colluded and it's clear. I don't think Russia was calling up Hillary Clinton the whole time or Obama the whole time or John McCain the whole time. It's just Trump. Right, right. Yeah. Well, they say like in the, in the movie, they say that the Russians go after a very certain personality type and that Trump has it all. Shady morals self-centered, wants money, doesn't have a moral center, yeah. and then prey upon you. I mean, it's crazy. So like a few key examples are Carter Page. So he's that ugly, weird looking guy. Yeah, the one who smiles all the time when he talks yeah. about not people. He's always got a weird fucking maniacal smile on his face and he seems gay and he seems like a rat. He's so weird. So he went to Russia in July of 2016 and he had a meeting with the, with the owners of Rosneft. Remember the company from Michael Flynn? The one that's all in the, yeah. dossier. the dossier said that Rosneft or that, that the Kremlin offered Trump and his associates $11 billion it, when they sell, sold a portion of Rosneft. Carter Page went to fucking Russia in July of 2016 to start the process of that deal. He met with Rosneft. Carter Page comes off as like an innocent, he didn't do anything wrong. I don't know what you're talking about. But he's just as shady as Michael Flynn. And then the whole thing with Rosneft was it was all about lifting sanctions, right? Like, we'll give you the $11 billion, lift the sanctions. And then we know for a fact, this is a fact, that Don Jr., Jared Kushner, Paul Manafort, they all were involved in the campaign, all of them. Paul Manafort was campaign yeah. manager. Jared Kushner's Trump's son-in-law. He's the one in charge of all the fucking Cambridge Analytica, the internet, the social media push. Don Jr. is the son. He's directly involved. Those three people went to a meeting with Russians about sanctions. They said it out of their own, own yeah. mouth. Like, oh, it was about, like, something about a uh, Russian adoption. But, like, Russian adoption is a caveat on a longer list of sanctions having to do with money. And just like Bill Browder said, they had a meeting about sanctions after Carter Page goes and talks to Rosneft. clear that they were all trying to get um, deals done in order to raise the sanctions, to get rid of the sanctions. Like... And Paul Manafort... Paul Manafort was the campaign manager. Like, if I know we like spill spit names at you guys all the time, and we try not to just like talk about it, like you know who it is. Even if you just right now on your iPhone, fucking Google Paul Manafort and just read his Wikipedia. Like, the guy had more Russian connections than fucking Victor Kiriakis, and he was Trump's campaign manager. <laughs> Paul Manafort was actually, literally factually business partners with a russian oligarch our oligarchs are right. big rich russians that are in government that are close with putin right now that is correct yes and they live as though they're in the mafia and paul manafort was business partners with one of them and then he became trump's campaign manager and i mean you know I can't even keep straight all the fucking shit he did in the Ukraine and he's fucking working for the Ukrainian government or he's whatever he's doing. He lives and breathes in fucking Russia and his 
job here in America is to do their dirty deeds. We already did a whole thing on Paul, Paul Manafort when he got um, charged. But like, yeah. Paul Manafort is enough. Fuck Carter Page, fuck Jared Kushner, fuck Trump Tower Moscow, like just Paul Manafort alone, his presence as campaign manager. You're guilty. You know what he is when you hire him. That's why you hire him. And then there's the whole thing with like George Papadopoulos. George Papadopoulos is everybody thinks is a Russian spy and everybody thinks this fucking weird, hot model yeah, girlfriend yeah. is a Russian spy as well. He was on the Trump campaign. He was a foreign policy advisor. He flew to Russia during the campaign to meet about the Hillary Clinton emails. And then all of a sudden here comes Roger Stone, who's also a campaign advisor. Roger Stone is setting up a back channel with WikiLeaks in order to facilitate the emails. Everyone in the campaign knew about those fucking emails. They, they arranged for the stolen emails to be leaked. And the emails were stolen by Russia for Trump. So right. even with just glossing over those few key people, he still, Trump will say he had nothing to do with Russia, had never had anything to do with Russia. We have a clip of 51 times of him saying that he, that they, him and his associates saying they had nothing to do with Russia. Russia is a ruse. Are there any ties between Mr. Trump, you or your campaign and Putin and his regime? No, there are not. It's absurd. We hear experts, you know, his house cat at home once said that this is what's happening with the Russians. It's disgusting. It's so phony. I have nothing to do with Russia. I have nothing to do with Putin. Mr. Trump has no financial relationships with any Russian oligarchs. That, that's what he said. I, I, that's what I said. That's obviously what the, the, our position is. And Mr. Page has opened up private communications with senior Russian officials. If he's doing that, he's certainly not doing it with the permission or the knowledge of the campaign. I don't know, Putin. Well, that's because he'd rather have a puppet as president of no the United puppet. States. No puppet. And, it's pretty clear. You're the puppet. It's she always likes to tie me in with Russia. I have nothing to do with Russia, folks. Did anyone involved in the Trump campaign have any contact with Russians trying to meddle with the election? Absolutely not. And I discussed that with the president-elect just last night. I didn't have not have communications with the Russians. Did any advisor or anybody in the Trump campaign have any contact with the Russians? Oh, of course not. But of course not. Why would there be any contacts between the campaign? There's nothing that would conclude me that anything different has changed with respect to that time period. How many times do I have to answer this question? Can you just Russia say no is a it? ruse. We don't know of any, any contacts with Russian agents. You say that the intelligence community says that there were no contacts. That story in the New York Times is complete garbage. There was no collusion. There was no nothing. If the president puts Russian salad dressing on his salad tonight, somehow that's a Russian connection. There is no collusion between me and my campaign and the Russians. Never, ever, ever did I ever see anybody have contact with any agent. The entire thing has been a witch hunt and uh, there is no collusion. We have no dealings in Russia. We have no projects in Russia. We have nothing to do with Russia. That I was aware of any collusion is an appalling and detestable lie. No collusion. No collusion. No collusion. Did the vice president ever meet with representatives from Russia? I'm not aware of anything uh, that I have seen. Collusion, no. 
Illusion, delusion, yes. This notion that we were colluding with the Russians but couldn't remember the proper mailing address of our campaign in Pennsylvania is just preposterous. I can't imagine anyone had the time nor the wherewithal to go out there even do something like this. The only thing I see misleading is a year's worth of stories that have been fueling a false narrative about this Russia collusion. The Russia story is a total fabrication. There is no collusion. You know why? Because I don't speak to Russians. Russia had nothing to do with me winning. No, Russia did not help me. Look, I was there. It's a total and complete farce. There has been absolutely no collusion. No collusion on my side. There's still no evidence of collusion. The president had nothing to do with coordination, collusion, or cooperation. We've been saying from day one there's been no evidence of Trump-Russia collusion, and nothing in the indictment today changes that. There was no collusion, and we're looking forward to moving forward and hoping that you guys can as well. These indictments last week had nothing to do with the campaign, had nothing to do with Russian collusion. No collusion. No collusion. I, I just don't put out there that there's a scintilla of evidence that shows Russian collusion. There's no collusion. No collusion. No collusion. There's no cooperation. There's no coordination. There is absolutely no collusion. The collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia, I think that's a bunch of nonsense. The collusion now is dead because everyone found that after a year of study, there's been absolutely no collusion. There has been no collusion between us and the Russians. Us. Us. That's even what makes it even, even more of a lie, saying us and the Russians. There's absolutely, maybe not you, maybe you should just stick to saying you had no idea and everybody did it behind your back. But to sit there and go, us, everyone around him has been proven to have been fucking colluding that annoying word with Russia. Literally every person, every single one. The only one who hasn't is Melania. And they'll say that's just um, orchestrated too. She's Eastern European. I mean, every scandal, there's been six scandals. Every single scandal is tied directly to Russia, including fucking Jared Kushner and his fucking security clearance. But the only one that isn't is really the hookers. But, but the thing that ties Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal and hush money to Russia is that in the dossier, it says that he did all these perverted acts with hookers and like, they're not even talking about um, the peeing on the bed. I actually didn't even read yet the part with the hookers in the dossier. I should look that up, but um, it implies he does all this perverted shit with hookers. And because now we know about Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal, we know he loves a hooker. Yeah. Yeah. He, well, and also his, his wife, and his other wife and his daughters. I, I mean, I don't mean to pass judgment like that, but it's like he likes a woman of a certain, you know, uh, je ne sais quoi. And he commits adultery and has extramarital affairs with whores and hookers. That's what he does. That is exactly what he does. That's exactly what he does. I mean, we love Melania. Melania is great. But Melania was brought here on a visa Einstein, a visa, a visa of Einstein visa, which is specifically for people who have a skill that nobody else has that can contribute to society in a way that no one else can. And you're telling me that Melania has that. I feel like doing this podcast was like doing the goddamn Mueller report. And again, that report is about to supposed to be about to come out like really soon. They're shutting down the office, the offices where Mueller and his whole team were working so, like little by little, each member of the team is like being released to go like find another job. Like their job is done. 
So that's how they know that it's wrapping up. Um, mm. So it's going to come out soon. It's probably going to fucking come out this week while you're in Mexico. Um, but based <laughs> on, on all the information that's out there, there's no way that report comes back not implicating Trump. It, there's no way it comes back that he didn't try and obstruct justice. There's no way it comes back that he didn't have direct contact with Russia. There's just no way. All I did was scratch the surface and I feel like they should let me into the FBI like tonight. And <laughs> if, if the Mueller report comes back and Trump isn't implicated in any way, for sure Mueller is either scared for his life on a payroll or he's being blackmailed. One of those three, because the evidence is yeah. there plain day. The fact that even the yeah. house won't just impeach the motherfucker is bullshit. Pulling back to look at all six scandals as a whole, the hookers, the campaign contacts with Russia, Trump Tower Moscow, Jared Kushner being denied um, security clearance, Michael Flynn in Russia, and the firing of James Comey. It's really clear, I mean, that Watergate ain't got nothing on motherfucking Trumpgate. So that's it for this very special Trumpgate Evergreen episode of Dumb Gay Politics. We love you guys so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. We know the audio on this was pretty tragic. Please sign up for our Patreon podcast if you haven't yet. The Patreon podcast and the people who subscribe to it really are very close to our hearts. Yes, that is true. The Patreon podcast is where we keep it really real. No politics, no ads. No talking about signing up for Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. And you can listen to two free ones to see if you like it. It's super easy. You can download the Patreon app and listen through that. Or you can get the RSS feed and put it in your regular podcast player. That's what I do. It's right in my podcast player. That's right. So don't think it's it's complicated because it isn't. It's really, really easy. Don't let the complication be what stops you. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it has been dumb. And Trump gate. Trump gate. Yeah. How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look Don't judge a book by its cover I'm not much of a man by the light of day But by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania Let me show you a rhyme and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone?
both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man. With blonde hair and a tan And he's good for relieving my Tension I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania Hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. 